It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente, this is Ish. And, and this, this is season, season two, two of Pero Let Me Tell You. Red Nose Day. Oh, it's this week? Yeah. They're really trying to make Red Nose Day happen in the United States. The only thing left is for them to have Rita Ora promote it. <laughs> when you think of Red Nose Day, what do you think of? Who do you think you are? Of course. Duh. <laughs> that was back in the day of import CD singles and no internet, so you didn't really know why there were two videos of the same song. Or why they had a red nose. Why they had a red nose, we didn't understand. But anyway, was... everybody, welcome to episode 64. Pero let me tell you, how is everyone? Welcome, welcome, mi gente. So we're, we're back to our regular format this week after being yes. live last 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 week. Yes. I, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. I have to say, it was, it was a lot more fun than I... I mean, it would be fun, but I thought, number one, it was more fun than I thought it would be. Also sounded... It sounded good because we were like, it sounded like Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We were like, well, this is an experiment. We'll see how it sounds and we'll take Um, it from there. No, but they were great. The guys at Union Beer were great. Uh, They were very happy with the um, outcome and the turnout. So Next time we want you to go. Yes, you. You. Even our our listeners in Cambodia. Yeah, especially our listeners in Cambodia. We really want to see Cambodians up and down La Ocho. And our (laughs) listeners, wait, wait, what's some of the real obscure, like foreign... 
Cambodia. Then we have a few in Vietnam too. Indonesia. Yeah. We want you guys to go. Those are, I mean, we, we'll welcome everybody, but we really want those guys to show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a sure. great old time. And there's a velvet cream next to you. What's not to love? So, no, but it was great. It was, uh, as I said, a great turnout. We had a blast. So, thank you again to everybody who we'll, came out. We'll definitely in the future uh, have more episodes yeah. there. Uh, they loved having us and we loved being there. So, we were actually talking a little earlier today about doing another live episode. Not not like the Union Beer one, but something a little more on location. You know what's kind of, will be kind of crazy if we have like a live episode episode in las vegas maybe we will mm. <laughs> anyway when everybody episode 64 here we are yes. so um, how's everybody been my god i better friday i'm gonna tell you though i'm very exhausted this week <laughs> yeah this week this week was yeah let's just say that yesterday um there was an event that ish went by our good friend chris valdez yes chef chris thank you and it, Arely, thank you again. it involved food and I did not go because I was waiting for a client. <laughs> and I, I left the office open the for another hour and a half to wait for this client. And the client ended up not signing up. And I was like, I miss Chris Valdez's food because of this. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm making like little Pavlovas, you know, yeah. like, oh, my God. It was so good. So, <laughs> so good. as always. <laughs> anyway, bueno, let's get to our regularly scheduled programming. Yes, yes. So, um... This week, at the beginning of this week, uh, everybody was talking about Game of Thrones. That's true. And we've been talking about it since last week. Yeah. We, well, we've been talking about it for like a month here on the podcast. Yes. You came to my Game of Thrones party. I did come to your uh, Kudos on your Game of Thrones party. We posted a couple of pictures. You, the decor was very Beat very King's Landing pre-Daenerys. Pre-Daenerys, yes. Uh, they did my they did my girl like Daenerys yeah, yeah. so wrong. Yeah, you you um, still owe way too much on the mortgage to do a King's Landing post yes, Daenerys. Right? Yes, yes. Right. But um, I really wanted to, you know what, it, as Mariah would say, let's be festive, right? <laughs> and besides, um, Party City had all medieval decorations for 75%. <laughs> I put a little bonus because they're going out of business. So, well, the only the one the in Canada. shortage. So, uh... So yeah, I really kind of went out and and but it was it was a great time. Uh, I cannot say that the finale was great, and I know I don't watch the show, but I genuinely I I, I found it boring. And well, I, I don't know how much of that is because I wasn't a long term fan, but I mean I know what's going on. So, so here here's the problem. When and and I, I want to talk about Game of Thrones, but one of the reasons I wanted to bring this so up—if you haven't seen it yet, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't seen yeah. it by yeah. by I now, mean, you know what? Hold it. But, but, we, but we'll say it. We'll right. say. It. So I mean, obviously, we're talking in the context of Game of Thrones, right. but I want to talk also in the more general terms, in terms of just TV shows nowadays. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I think that the problem with Game of Thrones is that Game of Thrones has been a show that has set the bar so high. In terms of where's this going? In terms where's of its this? content, yeah. it's it, everything. In terms mm -hmm. of the content, the the writing, everything. I mean, it's every every season it would set the bar higher and higher and higher. That it's like, how do you finish that off? You know, you're gonna disappoint somebody. Either. You're gonna disappoint someone. I mean, personally, I think that they just the way they did, and I had been saying this for weeks. What they did to da Daenerys Targaryen as a character, mm -hmm. uh, her story arc was just atrocious because for you know a lot of people that defend how the show ended say oh um no because there was foreshadowing foreshadowing is not character development because if you stick something in season two no because in season two she had a dream that in that dream she saw king's landing and ashes right so i'm supposed to remember this like scene of season two like you know 10 years ago from 10 years ago right. and now i'm supposed to say oh it makes sense it makes sense right. that they turned her crazy you know only two episodes <laughs> As, as one does. So, yeah. So I was very unhappy with the ending, extremely unhappy with the ending. And what made matters. Listeners, 
right after it ended, he was literally like on the phone with some of his friends, just like vetching and complaining yes. about it. Yes. And I was to add insult to injury, they make Bran the king, which a friend of mine and I used to kind of joke around for like a year. This past this year, we'll what's be gonna like, happen? For shits and giggles, we'll be like, wouldn't it be funny if Bran is king? <laughs> Have you seen the meme that says that um, him becoming king is like that guy in the class project who doesn't do anything but gets the A? Yeah, that, that reminded me of Beowulf when you and I. Yeah, but it wasn't a group project. You just didn't read the damn book. Yeah. Um, it, yes, but I have seen the meme. 20 years later, still not over it. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. clearly you're not. That's why I brought it up too. So, you know, a lot of people were very unhappy with this ending. They called it the worst ending ever. Uh, (laughs) The only ending that has been worse has been Dexter, which I agree with as well. Dexter was a terrible ending. Dexter Dexter was a great show. Mm -hmm. And the last episode of Dexter was... Like, literally the last episode. The last episode of Dexter was... Well, the last season wasn't that great. Uh, But the last couple of episodes were not great. But the last episode in particular was terrible. But I guess the bigger topic of conversation is Mm -hmm. when we invest ourselves so much in these shows, Mm -hmm. because television is very different now, obviously, than it was just five, six years ago. Yeah. uh, When we invest invest ourselves in these like epic marquee shows, Mm -hmm. are we setting ourselves up for failure? I mean, I guess it depends on what to what degree. Because you're never going to make everybody happy. Well, I mean, let's go back to Lost. I mean, I joke about it, but it's like, you know, all these people who spent all this time, no, because the clues, and they said this, and da, 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 and in the end, none of it mattered. <laughs> but, let me, but let me ask you. So it, it's, not, it's not new, is what I'm saying. Okay, that, but let me, let me ask you. I mean, you're in advertising, which is... Let, let's make a long shot here okay. in terms of... I know you're not in, like, show programming or show, or, right. or show um, production, but... You know, something that a lot of people... I produce the high-quality caliber programming we're listening to today. Of course. (laughs) A lot of people, whether it's with Game of Thrones or Dexter Mm -hmm. or whatever, they say, oh, but, you know, in life, you don't always get a happy ending. My theory is... That's what I have life for. Bitch, this is not life. Yeah, I don't go to TV for life. But my question to you is, and what, you know, our listeners out there, I would like for you to ponder, is after you've invested so much in a show... And, you know, these shows go on for years. Right. And they have a lot of fans. Should you, as a writer, should you, do you have any responsibility whatsoever? I don't know if responsibility is the right word. But should you have any consideration, that's a better word, word. in making a somewhat happy ending for your fans and kind of giving the fans something? Or should you just be like, I'm going to be really creative and end it how I want to? I think it's about telling the story. Again, The we also have to remember that sometimes these things are mapped out way in advance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, especially once you announce, like, okay, I'm going to be around for two more years. Nine times out of ten, when that writer's room starts breaking the story, they actually will already start planting things for the long haul. So, sometimes it's not about fan service or, well, I'll do this and not that. Or, oh, I'm going to just go, you know, fuck it all at the end. It's, it's literally being planned out, like, a good two, three years in advance. Mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me I think there's something to be said for giving something to the fans to you know as a thank you mm-hmm. for, for sticking around so long I also wonder almost now that you're now you're saying it and I hadn't thought about it until like literally three seconds ago because TV entertainment let's say entertainment in general now is so quick to be disposed of mm-hmm. if maybe nowadays you know program creators to a degree I don't want to say that they don't care, but that they're just like, you know what? 
I'm going to be replaced by the next hot thing by next year anyway. And it's going to be a footnote because now you have so many options that it's not like before where, I mean, let's use Dallas as the example, right? Mm-hmm. Where like, even after it was off the air, it was in syndication. It was, you know, to for you to see it, you had to always keep it in the back of your mind and you couldn't just go and pop in a DVD or a VHS. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something to that. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But a show like Game of Thrones is like, that's going to be in the top of, the tops, you know, like right, right, right. it's gonna know, be remembered for it, theoretically. Remembered it's for not gonna to be, you know, one of these shows that oh yeah, remember that show? I mean, Game of Thrones is gonna be Game of Thrones the same right. way that well, it's set lots of records and, and you know the same way that as much as we hate on Lost, Lost, you know, because Lost for, for its, its time, time, you know, was a very epic show, true. and you know, we could go on and on and on about you know epic groundbreaking shows. I I just do you think also that's a bigger problem that you we they face with like serialized dramas because Big Bang Theory also ended last mm-hmm. week and Big Bang Theory ended Loved beautifully that that ending. is it's so funny because I was I, I mean, was they're completely thinking, different genres a, a completely different but, you can't compare one to the other but I was thinking Big Bang Theory it called back to the first episode yes it fixed but the elevator to, you didn't have to see it it fixed the elevator right. which everybody knew was going to happen of course everybody knew they were going to end the show without the elevator right, right? And what I loved on how Big Bang Theory ended, and again, very different from I Game cried. of Thrones, is that it ended them just around the sofa eating. Yeah, but when, when Sheldon gave his speech, it did. It, it had it had a there's little, also there's also a difference. It had a full circle moment. It's also I think there's a difference between that because also that's a live action three. It's a three camera sitcom, mm-hmm. and so when you're watching these people as they're tearing up while he's giving the speech, mm-hmm. for me at least. You know that that was the last time, right? They were together. Like you were capturing, they weren't. Acting, but there was, I feel there was an that emotion the, there. I that feel came with like through. the ending of Big Bang Theory, and again, it's a very different show yeah, from Game absolutely. of Thrones. But I feel that that is more with what we talked about. The the Chuck Lorre and the writers there are probably like, okay, let's go out with you know bang. a bang, but you know with something that's going to make our audience feel good. Right. Thank and you I, for coming with. And us I for feel years. that you know what I loved, and I'm going to parallel their ending with um, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. I loved the ending of Everybody Lo- Loves Raymond because Everybody Loves Raymond was a show that was about everyday life. Slice of life. There, there wasn't like a major re- like conflict in the th- throughout no. the series. No. It was about everyday. So the show ended with them bickering around the kitchen table as they would every day. Right. So right. It, it, it kind of give it gave a finality without really giving one, and it made you as an audience member feel good that their lives just kept going. There was closure, right. but there was closure, but there didn't need to be closure. Right. 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 I mean, obviously, in Game of Thrones and a show like Game of Thrones, <laughs> there has to be closure, right? Uh, but I think that for a show like that, you know, that had such a big fan base, I I do feel that you need to give something to the audience. Yeah, you and, need, and I don't wh- think they did at all. They, you know, whether it was in the case of like Cersei, everybody was so disappointed with the way Cersei went out. I mean, one of the biggest villains ever. Oh my goodness, yeah. Oh, you know Cersei, which was the Cersei was my favorite character on the show. Let's let's make that one clear. She was the baddest bitch there was. That woman, that woman blew up that specter <laughs> and just drank her wine from her balcony, care. and she was like, "Yeah, there you go, bitches. Try to mess with Cersei <laughs> Lannister." Yeah, you know the great evil Cersei Lannister met her end because her basement caved in on her. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Essentially, she could have been killed by us in New York when we sit at your cousin's house. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, it was so unsatisfying. Then, you know, everybody throughout the whole show, everybody knew that the uh, the Iron Throne either would go to Daenerys or would go with J- to Jon. So you mean to tell me that on top of that, you killed her? On top of that, you killed her, which... Nobody's getting it. 
John's not getting it either. No, no, let's send John to the Night's Watch, which doesn't even exist anymore. What are you? What are you exactly? You know, what are you exactly watching in the Night's Watch? Because you know that the Night's Watch, because you didn't watch it, was for the White Walkers. Well, for the White Walkers. So what are you watching now? And then Arya becomes Christopher Columbus. You know, the only one that got what she wanted was Sansa, because Sansa from the very beginning wanted to be queen. She wanted to be up there, and she wanted a nice dress. So so she (laughs) okay. You know what? If you dream, if you dream small. I mean, she had to be pretty much raped, <laughs> mutilated, oh. embarrassed, sold to Ramsey. You know, gone through. She went through. She went through some difficult times. Okay, but she came out the other end. <laughs> she came out on the other end. She came out the other end. Okay. Actually, her character development was freaking awesome. And I told really? you that. Yeah. At the beginning of that show, Sansa was like one of those characters. I'm like, are they going to kill her anytime soon? Because she, she was so, like the, the prissy, so annoying. And her character arc. Well, no, I've told you that two of my favorite scenes of that show involve her when oh, yeah. she. Um, fed Ramsey to the dogs and when she you know when she confronted Littlefinger in season 7 but I don't know I just feel that a lot of these shows I don't know if it's to be creative or to be oh we're gonna you know we're gonna be a we're going to do things differently. They they go on turns that you leave the audience kind of like, what? I, I think that if you watch a show for eight years and you know the ins and out of the show, right. you shouldn't end it. You shouldn't be left with like, what? With questions at the end. True. I mean, that's fair. And it's a, fair. it's a TV show. I mean, it's a TV show. This is not life. Right. So, life has enough questions. Yeah. At it's, the end it, of it. it's like, no. You know? So I, I, I feel that, in, especially in this day of social media, because... Mira, I, I, I took it back. Like, I really started thinking about this. And listeners, think about, like, all the shows that have ended in the past. Um, you know a show I was, like, really kind of dissatisfied with the ending as much as I loved it was Who's the Boss? Because I think everybody yes. wanted Tony and Angela to get married, and they didn't. I, I thought it was cute that it ended the way it began, it began with her in the towel. So I thought that was kind of so cute. They, they still ended together. Yeah. But they didn't end up getting married. I think everybody expected them to get maybe married. Maybe they did. Well, you know. I would like to think that they did. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely before, you know, Mona passed. Well, that was like 20-some years. <laughs> so, so everybody, what did you think? Oh. <laughs> Game of Thrones a dud? Not a dud? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's definitely going to be one for the ages where people are still going to... And moving forward, I think when you have certain shows ending, it's going to become like, you know, oh, is it going to be like a Game of Thrones ending? Or You know what? You know that... I know you know this, that the greatest ending of any show ever has constantly been considered Newhart. Yes. And... I didn't really watch Newhart. Me neither. We were we were very young at that. I point. mean, yeah, the Fairly second young. one was the second one ended I think in 90 or 91. Yeah, at that point we were um, we weren't watching a Newhart type right. show. But I mean, we know very well that last yes. scene. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I urge you to go to YouTube and look up Newhart Finale. Yeah. So Newhart was this um show that ran in the 80s. To early '90s by Bob it Newhart. The, it was the second. It was Bob the second Newhart sitcom, show? right? right it was right. the second Bob Newhart sitcom. He had had a um, the Bob Newhart the, show. He had the Bob Newhart show in the '70s, right. and then in the like mid to late '80s, early '90s, he had just Newhart, Newhart. Mm-hmm. right? And though it was the same actor, it was a com- two completely different sitcoms. And I won't give it away, but just look up last scene of Newhart, and it is genius what they did. I mean, it was. So good, but it just goes to show, like I don't know if nowadays you can do something like that. Yeah, well, because and it, and it, that took no no CGI, no, but no, but no budget. Age, but in this day and age of the internet and leaks, and you know, I don't know that you could have done that. 
I, I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever get another thing like that because they surprised the entire studio audience. Yeah. Like that, those lights went down and they rearranged everything. And when it came back up, the surprise. Oh, I didn't was know there. that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, the studio audience didn't know. Right. That was happening. Like you know, they finished their scene, the end scene, quote unquote, and then that scene was kind of set up, and then. Well, I guess because maybe, remember it starts when he wakes up. Right, so. but maybe nowadays they would just do that scene. They would do it without an audience. Yeah, but the fun is the audience. Yeah, you know, they would for, do it for a three camera. But 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 that goes to show that like very simple because that took no budget, nothing, nothing, no just CGI. Show up. Just, just show up. Here's just a, script. a, a creative, spin. a creative spin that everybody loved, that you know people are gonna love because it didn't sour the rest of what happened. Right, right. It actually added something. To yeah, it, it was. It was. Yeah. It, that's why twenty some years later, it's still considered still. the best. And, and again, even for me and you, that we didn't actually watch. I mean, we know of the shows right, and we right, know right. the premise of the shows. We did, but we didn't grow up watching those shows. Right. We still love and appreciate that ending. So. Right. Speaking of sitcoms, so okay. something aired this week that uh, I, I when I saw it, I immediately thought about you. Um, you know about the live? I didn't see it because I was at Chris's event yesterday. Of All in the Family and, and the, Jeffersons, the Jeffersons. It which, was great. Hands down, one of the best, if not the best theme songs ever. It was great. And now it's like. Now that I heard Jennifer Hudson sing Moving On Up, yeah. it's like, how can anybody but Jennifer <laughs> Hudson sing that song, right? So... What I wanted to like the bigger question is, okay, so let's inform our audience. Yes, yes. So, yes. so, so Jimmy th- Kimmel this week uh, they did a live kind of a reenactment, a reenactment yeah. of two actual episodes, two real episodes of the Jeffersons and of All, All in the, the Family. Yeah, the All in the Family episode was the episode where they actually introduced George Jefferson, right? And for the Jeffersons, then they did the pilot episode, right? Right. So these are two real episodes, and they kind of did it live. And they obviously they stuck to the script, yeah, so there was, the was nothing. Script, there the was nothing set. changed to twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're talking and, like forty years ago. Yeah, and um, and they did this live, and it was a hit. Uh, from yeah. what I've read, the reviews were yeah. Everybody seemed really to good. enjoy it. Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen if the ratings were me neither. Seen, I haven't seen the but the, the reviews ratings. were great, and they had a great cast. I love uh, Marissa. Uh, well, Marissa Tomei. I just love Marissa Tomei since. I'm a different world. Edith, I, I it, mean, it, you don't think about it, but it makes sense. It makes total sense. It makes total sense, sense when you when you. I wouldn't have thought about it, but I yes, total sense. Yes. Yeah. So, and it, it. I mean, it was so fun to watch. So, I thought, and this is when I thought about you. I could see them doing that now with like classic sitcoms. So a couple years back. I don't know if you remember this because it was a it was a show on NBC. I think Rock I Live. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you remember that on Fox? <laughs> it, it was called the I think it was called like the rerun show, and it was on NBC, and it was it lasted maybe like five episodes at most. And what they would do is they would recreate episodes of of old sitcoms. And actually, they did one of they did the caffeine episode of Saved by the Bell. But what they did, did was, why do I not know this? What they did was it was the same script, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was the same script, same characters. But then they would layer in other things. So, like, for instance, in that it was the caffeine pill episode of Say by the Bell. Mm-hmm. But then, like, at one point, like, Jessie's so high on the caffeine pills, like, she takes her clothes off and stops, starts stripping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so they tried to do, like, little jokes of the time and things like that mm-hmm. in addition to the script. Mm-hmm. It lasted for, like, four episodes, so it didn't do well. But I think that now with musicals, after the debacle that was Rent Live... Mm-hmm. People are still they're still looking for something live to bring people to the to the uh, screen. I thought I thought you were gonna mention when you said NBC and live that show Undateable. 
I liked it. I thought that show was great. I liked it. And they would do two episodes every week. And they were live. And what I loved they did, was they how- did the West Coast version and the East Coast version. I, oh, really? Yes. Because I have Hulu and you could watch both. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just thought that, you know, no. the West Coast got the less live version. No, 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 no. They would do two episodes. That was great. It was a show on NBC not too long ago. The first ago, maybe. two seasons were not live. Were not it was live. A, it was a multicam. So, so I mean, they kind of tried to save the show, and it was called Undateable. It was a, with Chris um, Delia. Delia um, uh, that was Ron, the biggest thing. Ron, Ron Funches. I know. Um, um, Krista Miller was on it a couple of times. It was by the, it was by the creator of Scrubs. So it was, yeah, it was, as he said, multi-angle um, sitcom that it ran on NBC. It was set in like a Detroit bar. And for the third season, the show, when it would air on NBC, it was live. Like yeah. if you're watching SNL. Yeah. And it was really cool because I love how they would like laugh at each other. I love live and it was, television. It was just something different, you know. I love live TV. But I didn't know about that rerun show. But this was years ago. This was like the early 2000s maybe. Uh, but, but you know what? I can see them doing that now. A couple of times a year with like classic sitcoms. So I can see it happening. My my only thought at this point is, after what, like where do you stop in terms of the the shows to use? Only because I feel like our shared watching experience has diluted so much in recent years. Oh no no! This would be like a seventies, eighties, nineties thing. You know, like I honestly though I also I wouldn't want them to do like an I Love Lucy. No, no I think no, that's no. too iconic. No 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 because I think that the the height of a sitcom mm. were from the late seventies to the nineties. Like they, they could do a different strokes. Oh my god, they could do different strokes. Family, family matters. I mean, there's so much they could do. I mean, the yeah. content is just incredible. The amount of content they could do. But yeah, I mean, once the two thousands hit, it it became it's a different world. It, no, no they could do a different world. No yeah. Intended, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine them doing Friends. No. No, because I think also Friends, also at this point, Friends is so ubiquitously in reruns mm-hmm. that there's nothing. And Friends is a little bit more complicated because Friends was all about the chemistry between the ensemble cast. Well, you could say that about a lot of sitcoms, but yeah, but especially Friends. But but I think the beauty of like All in the Family, I don't know where I would even watch All in the Family nowadays. Yeah, where is it? Is it? That's any... my point. I know that the Jeffersons they played on TV one, which most people don't have because it's part of an extended cable channel uh, yeah. package. So that's what I'm saying. It would have to be shows like that, like Facts of Life. Like you can't watch Facts of Life right now. You can't watch Who's the Boss. You can't watch Growing Pains. Those no are the Growing shows Pains. That you can Growing Pains. Is, Growing Pains is on Amazon. On okay, Ho- on Amazon. But I mean, it's not in like perpetual reruns. Is what I'm saying. Oh no, no, right, no. right. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it, it should be shows that people have an affection for, but that you can't just turn on TV land or comedy central. You know what I mean? And just, you know that I think, or even Netflix, because you have to search on Amazon. You've mentioned this several times. And I think it's, when you stop to think about it, it's kind of sad. The whole sharing experience, the viewing. The nineties is the last era of nostalgia we're going to have. Yeah. Because actually that was, that was one of the things of game of Thrones Mm. that I thought was kind of neat that, millions and millions right. of people were watching this. It was a shared viewing experience. So we can go back to be, be like, hey, remember when Game of Thrones ended? Because even when Stranger Things... But that's Thi- one show. But that's even, one show. Because even Stranger Things, it comes in and it's a hype, but it's a sharing experience where like, I gotta watch it this weekend and then it's over. Yeah. Like there's no there's no long... But a show like... Community. But Game of Thrones, there was a Absolutely. hype to the ending. But that's just one show out of like a you know, million yeah, shows. Yeah, hundreds of shows. I, I think there's too much content right now. I say this all the time. I can't watch this much TV. Yeah. 
I have to go to work. And and what what upsets me kind of it's it's quality content, but it's like but I mean but like when 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 do you want me to? Uh, ugh, we're turning into Wally. No no no, but but I think there's something to be said about what you're saying about shared experiences because Absolutely. we could think back when we were in middle school, high school, or whatever uh, time that everybody would watch. Listen, we all know where we were when Marsha Cross pulled that wig off on Melrose Place. We do. Okay, it was, you know, I mean, and again, people who didn't even watch Melrose Place know about right. that scene. Right. So it's it's that shared I mean, experience. I, that that shared I remember when moment. we were kids, okay, mm. when we were kids Not in the 80s. Not to mention that as Hispanics, we have an added layer of novela shared yes, experience. Yes, that's true. <laughs> when we were kids in the 80s, mm-hmm. people were still talking about who shot JR. Yeah. And that was years. That had already that been years. That was like years. a good 10 years. Not 10, but I think who shot JR was, was like it? 80, 81. Oh, okay, okay. And I, I remember being a kid. It was and still a catchphrase. 80, 81, was still I, was, a... I was two years old. So yeah, obviously so. I didn't watch the JR episode. You know? But what toddler doesn't love high stakes but, drama? But, you know, I, when I was like eight or nine years old, that it had been years already since that episode. That was still something that was, you know, people knew, what people you were talking knew about. about. Like, who shot JR? It, right, when you said that, people knew what you meant. It knew exactly what you meant. Absolutely. So... You know, everybody knows the iconic Charlie's Angels, like the, the pose, you know, the pose. The, I mean, those angels are... in chains. The episode where they all go, they go undercover at the jail, and they're running. They're all running in shackles. Mm-hmm. Like that image is that yeah. is a pop culture shared memory. Yeah, everybody remembers Suzanne Summers and Three's Company. Yeah, and, and I feel that those are things. Yeah, that you're right. That now it, there's with very little exceptions, people are not going to have that. No, because I can watch what I like, and I don't have to care about yeah. your... Because, yeah, you know... You I know what's c- become the shared... Exp- and it kills me inside to say this. You know what has become, like, the shared viewing experience things? Mm. For better or worse. Things like The Bachelor, Bachelorette, mm-hmm. and The Real Housewives franchises. Oh, my God. But think about it. Those, no, you're are, right. those are the things that, unfortunately, have permeated the consciousness. These reality stars. Andy Cohen. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry, Steph. But That's ugh. why... I say it. I mean, I know all people, when they reach a certain age, they say it. Yeah. But I am so happy we grew up in the era that we did. Damn right. I'm so happy that we did. You know. We had to learn about I remember. I remember on Thursdays being excited about the TGIF lineup. (laughs) For the next day. For the next day. For the next day. It's It's Friday Friday night. And the mood, mood is right. right. We're going to have, have some, some fun. Show, show you how it's done. TGIF. And then it was hosted by one of the child stars <laughs> from one of the various shows. Yes. That sometimes you got one of the 25 kids from Step by Step. My favorite lineup. What, what was my favorite lineup? Which is your favorite lineup? All right. I don't know how many to get them in order, but the night. I'm going to get the shows. Yep. Full House. Uh-huh. Of course. Family Matters. Of course. Step by Step. Of course. And the last one is a toss-up because that last one was changed so often. Mm-hmm. I know for a minute there it was Mr. Belvedere. No, Mr. Belvedere was pre-Full House. Damn. No. And at its peak, at its peak peak, uh-huh. it was um, at my peak when I liked yeah. it. It was Full House, mm-hmm. Family Matters, um, Perfect Strangers. Perfect shit. I forgot about Perfect Strangers. And Just the Ten of Us. <gasps> I... Love just where where is it on Amazon Prime? Just I don't know. Us? Just the ten of us ran for like three seasons. Yeah, and then when that got canceled, was that they brought in Step by Step? But that because what happened? Actually, I heard this story. What had happened was what had happened was 
Miller Boyette made a deal with ABC mm-hmm. to take over the Friday night lineup, and just mm-hmm. a ton of us was the only one that wasn't a Miller Boyette production. And that's why I got canned. And that's why I got canned. That makes sense because that show had good ratings. That show did well. That show yeah. was a spinoff of Growing Pains. That show was doing very well. Yeah. And it got canceled because Miller Boyette was like, we want all four shows to be ours. And then, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. And then when Perfect Strangers ended, Perfect, mm-hmm. Perfect Strangers ended, they bumped up. Um, they bumped up um, step by step to nine o'clock, and then at nine thirty was Boy Meets World. Was it at nine thirty? Yeah, it was. It was like at nine thirty. Wasn't it was Mr. Cooper part of the TGIF lineup at one point? M- much later, after Full House left. Oh, okay, okay. When Full House okay. left, then they brought in Mr. Cooper. Okay. All yeah, right. that was the shit. <laughs> do you Do you remember some of the lesser remembered um, dinosaurs? TGIF. Well, dinosaurs. Capital Critters. <laughs> Wow, I forgot about Capital Critters until you said it right now. Because dinosaurs went for a while. You know about the last episode of Dinosaurs, right? Uh, yes, I you were the one who mentioned it to me. Was it you the one who mentioned yeah, it to yeah, me? it was. I just don't know if I mentioned it to you, but yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they all die. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Going Places? Was that the Scott Bayo show? No, that's look who's t- uh, Baby Talk. Baby it was Talk. the Scott Bayo show, yeah. where they changed the mother in the second season, but they kept Scott Bayo. Yeah. <laughs> As they do. As they do. Yeah. No, Going Places was one with Heather Locklear about the two guys and the two girls that were in advertising and lived in a house together. Oh, so she did that before she... <laughs> yes. Apparently, Heather Locklear has a long so, history so of fake D&D, advertising careers. <laughs> okay, you know what I just thought of? And that took place in California, too. You know what I just Maybe thought of? Maybe it's the same character. Completely, completely off. <laughs> Have you ever stopped to think about how camp... Okay. Camp is the word, and I'm, we're, I'm going completely off a tangent. Dolly. And our listeners, I think only maybe two of you will get this reference. <laughs> but you're going to love it. Do <laughs> you remember how camp and ahead of its time Beverly Hills teens were? <laughs> that? I'm so, you know what? I'm surprised they haven't tried to remake that on Netflix. So Beverly Hills Teens was this cartoon that they it aired in like the late 80s, right? Like yeah, it was syndicated. 80, 89, 90. And it was about these spoiled kids that lived it in was, Beverly Hills. And was, all they hung around was the clubhouse. And then there was, the limo had a pool. The limo had a pool. And then one of them had a helicopter. Yeah. Well, they were rich and they lived in Beverly Hills. And then, you know, the little, the bitchy one, Bianca, Bianca. had like the big black hair. Jeez, and then Lark was. Mariah, <laughs> probably because she's got dark hair. That's totally something that'll be up for a rally. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Look up Beverly Hills teens. So it's great. It is great. Okay, so I want to switch to something that yeah. our listeners are going to enjoy, and we're gonna we're gonna bring this back to Miami. Yes, with this. we're gonna bring back to Miami before we before we switch over to our interview with singing sensation Abrina. We actually little. Little fun story there. We had a snafu when we first met with her. Well, I had a snafu, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. And you know, her video actually drops today. I think actually, we'll put it on our for for Tola So we got that coming up. But uh, what have we got in store for all listeners today? So, I mean, her video drops the same day as actually, the Spice World tour starts. <laughs> I actually want to talk about this because we always talk about it in 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 past and laughing. Oh, God. But I actually want to talk about it in, in, in terms of the reality and the psychology behind it, if Psych- we can. The psychology. Oh, my God. And I'm totally bringing I don't know if we have enough battery I'm totally for bringing that. in Miami, you know. I don't know if eh, we have enough battery life on but this But let me tell you, Cuban-Hispanic here. Ya, ya tu sabes. So okay. last week, All right. we we went to a wedding in... Um, we as in not you and I. Right, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a wedding. We wet- don't do everything together. <laughs> to guys. a wedding in... Um, 
where was it? Brooksville, Florida, which is about an hour and a half north of Tampa. And it was a great time. It was a group of us and it it was fun. And it was a, a very good friend of ours that was getting married and we had a lovely time. So our friend that was getting married is Cuban. And all his friends are either Cuban, Puerto Rican, Dominican, you know. Latino. Yeah, Latino from Miami. And I'm going to post this picture on our Instagram. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. So you know that I'm not lying. Our, fr- you know, our friend is Cuban. He was marrying a white girl, an Americana. Okay. Right. okay. The invitation said 6 p.m. American time? It said 6 p.m. Okay. At 6 p.m., the entire side of the bride's side of the uh-huh, ceremony was full. They were ready to go. They were ready to go. Everybody was there sitting down, con los habanico, ready to go. There was not one person. <laughs> I don't know. You saw the picture? I saw the picture. Yeah. On the Cuban or Hispanic side. Not one. As I said on Instagram, because I posted in my personal Instagram, I go, uh, the Americans are here on time, ready for the weddings. The Cubans are still at home washing their hair. Oh, no. Han empezado. Yeah, yeah. Estoy en un minuto. un minuto, en un minuto. Those Hispanic minutes that are so, like an hour and a half. So it's funny because then like at 6.15, 6.20, everybody came in at once. Because it, the wedding was in a barn. So oh, where okay. you parked. It was a shabby chic barn. <laughs> it, yes. Actually, that's what it was called. <laughs> where you parked. Okay. They had to take a little golf cart. Uh-huh. Down to where the ceremony was, right? Oh, that's cute. Because it was like a gravel road. I mean, you could walk, but it was a gravel no, road. Right, and the ladies had tacones and all that, and yeah, you know, yeah. so whatever. Um, so about like at six fifteen, six twenty, you hear the the thunder. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. They're rolling all the Latinos. Ahí, ahí. Come on, show. Come on, show. It's funny because one of I guess he was like making light of it. One of, I guess, the groom's uh, cousins who was cute, uh-huh. and he's like, "Hi, my name is Manuel. I'm from Miami. Hi, my name is Manuel. I'm from, to like the you know American the side. Hi, my name is Manuel. I'm from Miami. I'm from Miami. Hey, I'm Manuel." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And that's why I took that picture. And there is a picture, and we're gonna post it. So let's really talk about this. Why are we always late? Why don't we just not care? Like we don't care about punctuality. Like so, I think, and I know that I'm totally to blame because I'm uh, always late. Yeah, and but let me tell you something, son. You, yeah, you are. You've gotten pretty bad too. Well, at this point, why shouldn't I? If I'm no, the only no, one no, who's no. going to be on time, no, no, because you were the king of punctuality at one point, but you are not punctual anymore. And don't uh, yeah. blame it on me. No, I'm going to blame it on Jose. Actually, don't blame it on me. Jose is one of the most laid back, lackadaisical people I've ever met in my really, life. Really, I've never noticed that. Okay. <laughs> it's like, him. No, that turns me up a wall. It's like I need you to hurry Meet up. up. I was on time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, that's seriously. how back with up those guys were. Seriously, I seriously. will say, I, you know what? Why are argument. we always late? And it's all of us, no matter what type of Latin you no, are. No, exactly. Because I was going to say, you can say like maybe like well, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Port, uh, Cubans. It's island time. We right? run on like, island time, right? It's island. It's very laid back, tropical. You know whatever. Tranquilo y tropical. Right, but entonces que tú dices de toda Latinoamérica para because it's they're not islands. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, I really wanted to stop and think about it. Like, I know we laugh about it all the time, but why? Like, l- again, look at this example. All the white people were there ready Without to go. Without exception. Without ex- they were all there sentadito. 
<laughs> ready for the wedding to start. And it's not like, bueno, you know, some Cubans were late. But, 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 you know, right, right. but the majority were there. No, none of them were there. Nobody. None. Nobody was there. You nobody saw the there. picture. Listeners, nobody was in that picture. You saw the picture. Nobody. Not a one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. Maybe when you when you grow up in a country with as many problems as most of our Latin countries have, being on time ain't that big a deal. <laughs> you may show up one day and you know somebody overthrew your country with the military. Did you really want to be on time for that bus when the, when the coup struck? No, no. But I started thinking about it. I'm like, but why? Why? Especially and and the, what I really find interesting about our. You know our shared experience. Our share, our shared experience, <laughs> shared experience of being late, being late is that we don't give a fuck. Away. Oh no 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 no! And I was explaining this to to a white friend of mine this week, and I'm like, you don't understand. In Miami, people put like if they're getting married at two, you they put, put one. one. Yeah, they put one because yeah. they know. You know, it's you like know. a game you, you know. play. It's you know, like every party I've ever had will start at eight. I'll tell people seven. Or if I yeah. wanted to start, I'll tell people eight because it's nine. Or, right. Yeah. I don't expect anybody. I don't, you know, the only person who ever gets there early is Daisy, but that's okay because then she helps me set up. Right. <laughs> right. But, but it's like these tricks that we play. Yeah. We have other. to get creative with the shit. <laughs> but the funny thing is that we're all in on it though. And, and they were we like, we all know when we see exactly. eight o'clock, we're and like, then, I just want to be something Yeah. And they were all, my friend was like, really? You guys? I'm like, yes. yes. I'm not yes. kidding. I'm like, we really do this. Oh, yeah. We really do do this, and I I know that's not only a Miami thing; that's a Hispanic, a Hispanic thing. thing. But it's just so incredible that it's a wedding, no fucks given. We get there when we get there. Wedding, funeral, <laughs> they're, baptism. They're not going to start with without half of the party there. Hasta que la la novia no camine is not going to start. So as long as her family's not there, ain't nobody doing shit. I love how like okay. when it's a casual party, it's like. You got there when you got there. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I mean, just don't get there at midnight, pero yeah. <laughs> you got there when you got there. Oh, yeah, but don't have to No, yeah, you're still llegando ahí. Uh-huh, sí, sí, sí. And you're still in the shower. <laughs> I'm, I may be guilty of that. Very. I've gotten a lot better. Actually, I have to give you that credit, but that's, you know. No, no, I've, praise. I, I've, I've gotten a lot better because at one point in time, I really didn't give a shit. Like, I'm like, whatever, you know, because I'm of the point of view. It's like, OK, if you want to be early, you want to be early. If I want to be late, I want to be late. That's my problem. <laughs> Unless it's like an appointment or like a reservation claro, claro, claro. or something like that, because that's different. You know, but other than that, it's like, whatever, dude, go. I'll catch up with you. Um, with that said, with that said, punctuality, like people that are like so punctual that if they're not early, they're late, annoy the fuck out of me. I like being early. I like being there a little early for things. Wow. How people have changed. Yes. And again, I squarely blame Jose. He's not here to defend himself. That's exactly why I can squarely blame him. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so why are we always late, people? Leave us a comment on our picture yes, that I'm going to post. Tell us why you, your your theory on why we're always late. Mm, so. Oh, Lord. But you know who was not late this time around for our, for our interview? Mm. Was Abrina. She was on time. She was punctual. She was and she's Hispanic. Beating. And so, you know, you can't fault her. She's a lovely girl. She, she is. I mean, she's really poised. I mean, she's a singer. She, when we were talking to her, I think something I took away from it is how she's in her 20s, I think she said. Mm-hmm. But she really seems like she's got a handle on what makes the music business tick. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't seem like she was jaded, but at the same time, she didn't seem like she had any fake expectations about anything. 
Um, and now she's got a really interesting, cool little sound going on. And you know what? I hope you guys enjoy listening to her. Yeah, she's great. And I mean, check her stuff on YouTube. Um, yeah. As her I video said just dropped in, today in the interview, yeah. she's doing a lot of. I mean, she does. She doesn't like to put herself in a box, which is great. But she does a lot of like legit R and B music, which yes. in the Latin market it's not that common so if you're if you definitely like r&b music she's definitely somebody to check out but again she does all, she does a little a little bit of everything yep. so there's even something Selena for covers. everyone yeah even Selena covers, so. yep. all right so without further ado here's that interview with abrina hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, listeners. So as we said, we have singing sensation Abrina with us today. Thank you so much for joining us, Abrina. Welcome to Better Let Me Tell You. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Now, before we start, I have to share with our listeners a little bit of my uh, faux pas from last Saturday where we had scheduled the interview. I showed up and I didn't have the uh, SD card for the recorder. So thank you so much for being so understanding about that and rescheduling with us. Of course. I was like just laughing about it. I mean, because you were so cute. You were just like, oh, my God, I cannot believe myself. Like, I'm just like... (laughs) Honey, if you knew all the things that I do and make mistakes all the time, it's totally fine. <laughs> all an SD card. All over an SD card. So, um, right. Abrina, one of the things before we even start the interview that I just, I, I thought it was great, and I think it gives a little bit of in- insight to who you are and, and, and maybe your message to your music. On your Instagram, Abrina Music, um, yeah, on Instagram, I absolutely love what your um bio says i want to make good music and travel the world i thought i i i read that and i'm like so simple but so like beautiful at the same time it's like a mission statement yeah yeah Yeah, no i just i i see so many people have like detailed bios or like something cool in there like a cool way to like say you know, lend me your ear, I'll give you my heart. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but for me, it's honestly, like, I'm just, a, I'm just a real person. And like that, I want that to be conveyed in my music. And like, that's just really all I want. Like, yes, I'm here to just make good music. And honestly, I love traveling. Traveling is a heat, like traveling is, is my reward, like for everything that I like work hard for. So with music, I'm able to travel. So it's like, amazing it's one of the things why i love doing music so yeah that's like 
that's me right there. I loved it. I really did because I feel that a lot of times, especially with, with social media or Instagram in particular, when you're talking about like musicians especially, their bio's always like new album drops or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, you know, because it is promotion. I, I mean, at the end right. of the day, your your social media is a good promo tool. But I, I read that. I was like, oh, wow, I actually love it. It kind of stopped me in my tracks. So Nice. Well, good. I'm glad. I was actually just thinking about possibly changing it because I've had that before a while. But now I'm like, okay, cool. No, don't change it. Or if you do do it after our interview, interview goes live. (laughs) Because then people will be like, wait, what is he talking about? Right. No, no, no. I'm just going to leave it. I'm glad. I want people to just see it simply and just see it as like a perfect introduction to me and that's yeah. exactly what it is yeah. So. yeah well having met you i can definitely say that i think it, it it serves its purpose you know you you definitely were just like a super cool chick you know and i mean that in the the most positive nice way possible um yeah so yeah i mean let, let's take a step back right you know obviously you, you know you're you're a singer um if my memory serves me right your first ep came out in 2012 was it or am I, 2014 2014 i was off by two years yeah. but as dj will tell you i'm horrible with years in general <laughs> okay yeah, so i mean so am i where, yeah. <laughs> so i mean where did it all start i mean i know you're from san diego um you know yes. your, your your background is you know you have mexican family so i mean you know what what take us back to little abrina and i'm gonna be a singer mom you know and, and where did that take <laughs> off from yeah um so i was the kid that was in junior theater all the time and like dance recitals and I just was like always in the arts I was always in love with music and singing um and so I just like grew up always always singing around the town and like in in different areas and um but I would say the defining point was you know so when I was 18 19 I was in this contest it was actually in LA is at Universal City Walk and it was uh, like a performing singing contest mm-hmm. and it was because um, there used to be a BB Kings there at Universal City Walk and so that's that's who it was through and so I ended up winning that and after that like I just get kept getting hit up by like people wanting to manage me and like producers and people always wanting nice. to like work. And so finally, I just was like, you know, let me like really get serious here and stop playing around and like, (laughs) let me like see what I can do. So I kind of just like went all in. And um, and then shortly after that, when I was like 20, 21, I moved to L.A. And then that's when I really was like, like, this is my life. And there's there's I'm all eggs are in this basket. That's that's what I'm going for. So awesome. So you're in L.A. now. That's, that's yeah. home now? Yeah, I've been living in L.A. for like five, six years now. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you moved to L.A., you know, with with obviously the idea is to start a music career. What would you say was like your, your big break or the moment that, you know, your music either, you know, you started having an audience or it was it started to like get out there? Um, I would say... You know, my first taste of kind of like success was um, I had this song out with Baby Bash. It was called Fallback. Oh, yeah, Baby Bash. He randomly, yeah, I put it out. I think it was around like 2014 when I started to like first put my music out. Um, So I, I think I dropped my first single in 2013, 2014. And then I had another one, I think, right after that, which was the one I did with Baby Bash. And he, um, 
he randomly he started he's calling my phone and I'm like oh cool what's up <laughs> hey <laughs> I'm like driving in LA traffic I'm like what's up buddy <laughs> and he's As like one does. he's like what's, what's good what's poppin mama and I was like yo I'm chilling what's up like I'm just like a little kid like is excited that he's calling my phone and he was like uh so i just got a call to go tour in the philippines and they're saying that they they like what's the song i'm on with abrina like who's abrina and we need abrina and i'm like what and he was like yeah i guess your song's doing really good out there and they want us to come out there and tour i was like what and he's like yeah do you have a passport and i'm like yeah i do and he was like, okay, well, we're going in four days. And I was like, oh, four days? Four days? Yes. I was like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it was the coolest phone call ever. And then we did the research and come to find out, like, the song was about to go, like, top ten out there in the Philippines. Wow. And so, yeah, we, we went out there. We did some show dates. We performed at malls. We performed at clubs. And um it was amazing it was like my first experience where like you know i was performing and people actually knew the songs to the you know knew the words of the song and it was just like incredible it was like the greatest experience ever so that was like my first little like that's quite the accomplishment not only the recognition but that so early on in your career you had you were making a a song and had the support of baby bash yeah i yeah seriously i you know because he's someone that I always looked up to also being like a Latino, you know, doing music, but not being like that typical like Latin artist. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I always looked up to him because he was, I felt like he was never in a box. So I, I, you know, what happened is how me and Bash linked up is like I opened up for him for a couple of shows. And so he met me and then he saw me perform. So he was like, hey, yo, like you're dope. Like keep going. Like, so he was always like an That's encourager. Cool. And then, so when I brought him the song, he was he was like, "Okay, cool." He was so, like, Let's do it. so, what would you say? Because um, you know, we li- we live in a world where everything is so categorized, for better or for worse. I think sometimes for worse. But what would you say is your genre, your style? Because I, I think that you, I mean, you have a lot to offer. You have a lot of in- info that's by um, a lot of songs that are like bilingual. Um, so, what would you yeah. say is like your genre or your specific style? So I like to classify myself as a Latin pop R&B artist. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I know it sounds like, okay, that's so much. Um, But yeah, I just, my whole goal is to be ambiguous with my music and not be put in a box. So I definitely am like that type of experimental artist. And so I just, you know, I want to be able to like, do different sorts of of music and like and be accepted for that because i can't i I don't want to be in a box so yeah that's awesome you know i that's awesome and and even if you are you know you you say a pop r&b i mean i feel that r&b well that's where i was going (laughs) in my question i feel that r&b is something that is so um 
mischaracterized in the Latin community in the sense of what real R&B is, because I think that a lot of times they they try to, I'm a huge R&B fan. It's probably my, the genre of music I enjoy the most. Um, but I feel that in Spanish, a lot of times they try to mix like parachata and, and um, pop and even reggaeton and like kind of put it as R&B, which is not. And like when I think of like old school R&B Latin music, I think of like the Barrio Boys and stuff like that. So the fact that you are right. you consider yourself in part an R&B um, Latin artist, I mean, I think that that's extremely important because, again, it's a genre that is so mischaracterized in terms of what it really is, at least in the Latin community. Yeah, exactly. And I think what's exciting about it is it's kind of new to have these Latin artists now really do like R&B music. Um they're like the like the real R&B like right. not you know mm -hmm. the miscategorized one but I feel like like Tidal for one I love Tidal because they have good playlists that really cater to these new genres and like you know like the Latin trap and like the tropical Latin like there's there's all these genres where it's like it's kind of pretty new it's only been a year since like this music has really like gotten out and been fused mm -hmm. and so now there's these kind of and like I was just talking to the guys at Pandora and they're because I've, I've been like trying to explore this I'm like because with my new song Tola Tuya it's kind of a R&B Latin song it's okay. a straight R&B Latin song can we and, take a second to talk about that song though <laughs> yeah of course no of course um but yeah so it's it's a new genre and there's artists that are really trying to do more of that so it's just i mean it's just great so i i mean i didn't mean to cut you off but i just i am so in love with with your song <laughs> Toda Tuya. like it's it's yeah. you and frankie J, right and yes I mean, talk about diversity and what you do, you know, you, you've gone from, you know, doing like the, the hip hop thing. And then, you know, now this is a ballad. I mean, it is very purely a ballad, in my opinion. You know, it, it's just it doesn't sound like I think I mentioned this to you when we, you know, last, the last couple of days when we when we sat down. It doesn't sound like anything I would normally hear on the radio. And I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's, you know, my opinion. I think it's on the radio now. Everything just seems so like ready for the next single. And this just kind of. I feel like it enjoys its melodies. It takes its time. Yes, exactly. And that was my whole goal. I honestly, okay, so I'll give you a little background information. Of, if I'm talking too much, just tell me. There's no <laughs> such thing. We're a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there is a point in time, I'd say last year and even the year before, where it, like, you know, music has its toll. Like, being an artist has its toll, especially when you're emerging. It's it's hard, obviously. Yeah. Like, if it was easy, everybody would do it. But um, it just got to a point where I just was like, I don't really know anymore. Like, I'm just kind of, like, on my last fight. Like, I don't really know if there's much more I can give. And I just didn't really, like, I just was a little frustrated and fed mm -hmm. up, which, you know, hey, is natural. And I still get frustrated and fed up, but, you know. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to go in and, like, literally not stress about the radio, not stress about streams. I just wanted to go in and create something that was just beautiful. And I just had to, like, get it out. I just wanted something that, like, fully – I didn't, wasn't worrying when I was, like, creating and not thinking about anything, like, of – particular like, genre or anything so I just created freely like I just challenged myself to like create freely and 
that's why then I, you know, went the whole acoustic route and like did the guitar and like the melodies and everything. Just I just wanted it to be really, really pretty, real music, like from the heart. And so that's when I created Dolatuya. It actually was the song that kind of made me fall back in love with my music and with just music in general. So, oh wow, <laughs> mission accomplished. I mean, it's kind, I think of, it's, it's kind of a full circle song. moment. Yeah, it really, it really was, and that's why, like, I it's such an important song for me, and I'm glad that it resonates to other people. Like the feedback about it has been that same thing. Like, oh my god, it's a fresh breath air. It doesn't sound like anything, and I'm just like, well, because this, that's what happened when I was creating it. I I just created freely. I just wasn't thinking of anything, no radio, no nothing. So now that you said create, um, something that I always enjoy in, in listening to different artists talk about their music is the way that they either compose or create, um, you know, their work. So what is your process? Are you inspired by a certain like beat? And then from there you come up with, with like the sound, um, do you write lyrics first and then kind of put the music to it? What is your process in, in the composition of this of these songs i normally come to the producer and i'm like i'm craving this type of vibe and i'm you know either like i want some turn up club stuff or <laughs> i want something where i'm on an island and i want to listen to or you know i want a beautiful mel melodic with guitars like so it just i'll come to the producer and i'll tell them my vision what i want what i the kind of vibe that i want and then they'll create it. They'll they'll give me like the you know the beat, the track, and then I'll just go lay melodies, and then we just start like piecing it together and writing it. So that's normally how how it goes down. <laughs> cool, cool. Now you also you also talked about um, you know the music business, and I mean it's it's hard to um, interview a musician and not talk about the music business. You know, as somebody, and I, and I think I speak for Ish as well to people who love music and we are big fans of so many people. Um, <clears throat> you know, the music business obviously has changed dramatically in the last five years or even less, you know, with streams yeah. and YouTube and this and that. Whereas before, you know, as you know, the good old way, uh, an artist would release a single and go out there and promote the hell out of it. Now it's mm -hmm. a completely different field. How, how, how do you adapt to that or what what do you do in this ever changing um you know market model. and model in terms of releasing music how do you approach that or or your your people approach that you honestly it's been hard for me because now we're in a content driven industry and it's like people are releasing a song a month and it's about being consistent and it's a singles game. Though nobody really releases EPs or albums like that, unless yeah. you have, you know, a top ten song streaming or on radio. And so for me, it's like I've had to literally like put myself on a schedule, like draw it up, like okay, I gotta make sure I post this many times on Instagram and IGTV, and yeah. try to do one cover a month, and then put out a song every other month and so it's literally it's been challenging because um because it's so much and you have to give so much and then with social media it's like you really have to like 
post all the time right. and it's like some weeks i don't feel like posting <laughs> do you find yeah. it as, as an as an artist you know not even a, uh, a you know musician in terms that you're trying to sell as an artist do you find that frustrating very <laughs> very i it's like i don't want to look cute and post this photo right now i just <laughs> want to be in the moment <laughs> Um, I, I've had to get so much better at this. I've like, you know, you learn more about your fans and your audience and you learn like what they like. And like, sometimes of course I get way more likes if I post like a photo of me in a bikini <laughs> and aside I get the from, same like, reaction. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> um, and so I, but I try not to like be too focused on like vanity and stuff so i definitely try to like stick like with people caring about me musically but obviously yeah i mean if i'm looking cute and have a cute outfit on one day of course yeah. i'm gonna post it <laughs> yeah this this has but, to do with with what ish and i and, and actually in our previous episode uh we talked about like influencers you know influencers are obviously people that have large followings on social media and what i was saying was that I, you know, people that are influencers for the sake of being influencers, but don't have a product, don't have something that they're promoting. Project, it's like yeah. a, a project. I, I don't really find them that interesting. Because <laughs> honestly, you know? I don't, and I. That's just like what is annoying because you have people out there that have great music or have like yeah. a meaning behind them or like a goal or something, and. You know, they don't obviously not getting the same type of love as somebody that just looks great and just posts every single day, you know? So, like, that's, like, the downside of, like, social media. But you just have to learn about your fans and just learn, like, how to find that balance. And so that's what I've been working on is how to find, like, the balance of music and, like, posting, but then still at the same time keeping my sanity because... I'm sorry, I cannot post every day. <laughs> like every single online marketer or social media guru that I've talked with, I'm just like, mm -mm, no, yeah. okay, that's you missed me with that one. <laughs> yeah, and then and then it's it's like a catch twenty two because then if you have somebody running your Instagram posting every day or several times, then it's not you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just uh, yeah, it's like I'd rather it be me. Like the I've actually tried that before, having someone run my my social media stuff and like writing my and I just would be I would give them ideas like stuff I would say, but then right. I would go on there and check it and see like what they would write, especially for Facebook, because I really I don't I don't care too much about Facebook, <laughs> so they would do my they would run my facebook for them so i'd go on there and i would see what they would write and i'm just like no bro i would never say this <laughs> like, <laughs> this is corny like, what the like i don't know if i can cuss on here you can you can like, you can oh yeah i'm just like uh hell no <laughs> so, so yeah that didn't last very long at all <laughs> but that's good you got to stay true to yourself Exactly. Yes. And yeah. I want people to, like, if they see me post something and I write it, like, I, yeah, I want them to feel like, oh, yeah, this is her. She wrote it. Like, I want them to, I want them to get to know me and, like, get to know my personality. So, yeah. And it's a yeah. cute personality. They should get to know you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I want to, I want to touch on something you said, you know, when you, you're like, you know, got to keep yourself focused and, you know, release a cover every month, et cetera. 
You have a very, very good, I, I will say, cover of Missing My Baby by Selena. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. What inspired you to do that? Were you a Selena fan all along, or did it just kind of present itself and you just kind of like, I'll take a stab at it? Or Because we love Selena over here. I mean, oh, she's... God. Yeah. Like, yes, she's the queen. Yeah, I mean, no, absolutely. of course. I'm, I'm a huge... Selena is like one of my icons. So, you know, yeah, being a Mexican-American, I don't think there's one kid out there that isn't like, oh, my God, Selena, you know? So... <laughs> I always want like I've always grown up singing her songs like I sing her um I also did a cover to Tu Solo Tu that's like one mm-hmm. of my favorite Selena songs so it's it's just embedded in my DNA pretty much so Missing My Baby like I wanted to flip the song and then the producer he had an amazing idea and like kind of just went with the music and so I was in love with it so yeah no that was something that like i i yeah, yeah, I was like really happy to do, and then there's definitely gonna be more Selena covers coming because it's, right. well, it's. Can like, I can yeah. I suggest? Is it the beat, which is one of my favorite songs of hers? And I'll yes. suggest I'm getting used to you. Oh, okay. Those are dope. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I noted. Got it. <laughs> this interview was just an elaborate ruse to get our requests in. <laughs> well, actually, I started this new cover series where i'm flipping songs with the harp mm-hmm. oh so Wait, yeah you play the oh harp oh my god no i don't, oh my god i wish no my <laughs> boy um stilo shout out to, shout out to freddie stilo he uh, he's a producer that i work with but he actually just started learning the harp but he's an amazing musician so obviously it didn't take him very long so He's like playing a harp in the studio, and I'm just like, oh my god, like this is amazing. I've never seen somebody with a harp like in the studio right here. So, um, so yeah, me and him started like a cover sessions, like we call it, like the harp sessions. And so we're just gonna flip a bunch of songs on the harp. That, and just that's one of those instruments that you could take like the worst song ever and like put it on, you know, play it on the harp, and it's like it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it, for sure. Can we get yeah, a... like I, I want to flip like a ratchet rap song. I want to like, you know what I mean? I just want to do it all. So <laughs> hey, flip a little I'm Kim taking... song. <laughs> I'm taking requests. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you were talking about Selena, what what were some of your other you know either idols or people that you looked up to? Yeah, inspirations. Um, growing up. Um. Yeah. So I loved. TLC. Oh they my were God, like my course. first first like love, my first group. I just I bought all their CDs. I would like go see them in concert. So definitely um TLC was that for me growing up. And then I oh I uh Steve Stevie Wonder is definitely that icon for me too. Of course. Um and then I, you know, gotta love Beyonce. I just feel like Beyonce, as far as like a performer, she's just, she's the best. She she certainly is. And actually, I'm glad you mentioned her because when you were talking about, um, a minute ago, when you were talking about releasing singles and all that and the record industry, actually here on the show, I've, I've mentioned it, that Beyonce, for being so commercially successful and being like, you know, the huge like monster of an artist that she is, you know, you really have to give her credit over the fact that she chose not to have radio play in order to release these albums as a body of work. 
And when you were talking about that, about like, you know, you have to chase like the next hot, hottest single and all that. I thought about her because I thought about like I, what you were saying that as an artist, it's hard for you to do that. And I was thinking, man, you know, Beyonce, Beyonce, I mean, obviously she could do that because she was <laughs> well established at that point. But, you know, that's mm -hmm. the route that she chose. So I, I thought that was very I, that I, I thought about that when you were talking about the whole thing about releasing singles and Versus all that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, Beyonce has done an amazing job of going against the grain. Like, uh, the music industry goes right. Like, she definitely goes left. And so, yeah, but, I mean, and I, obviously every artist wishes they had that Beyonce effect where it's like, boom, my album's out, bye, go get yeah. it, hello, million streams, billion streams, there we go. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um But no, she she definitely like her strategies and stuff. She's like, yeah, she's she's the shit for sure. So I mean, uh, you know, you have the a, a few new singles coming out. Uh, the you know the yeah. Frankie J song, yeah, the uh, yeah, which just dropped, and now we've got the video, which uh, yes, we'll, came out we'll put, yesterday. We'll, right? um, yeah, we'll go ahead and, and post it on on our Instagram. Absolutely. So what what's next? What's 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 going on the rest of the year? Are you going on tour? Are you um, what what can we expect? Yeah, um, I so I'm trying to be consistent, obviously, putting the songs out. So I have a couple songs coming out this summer. So Dodatuya is one, and then I have a song called Suavecita coming out. Then I have a feature actually called, um, well, the song is called Punani. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like yeah. it already, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys, I'm so excited about it. It's like. <laughs> It's more in the Latin wave, like, you know, reggaeton, tropical. It's me and a couple other artists, Los Racas and this artist, Blaca. And honestly, I'm excited because it's, we call, I call it the Punani Anthem. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there for you. You don't have to say much more, quite honestly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's coming this summer. And yeah, so I'm excited about all of that. And then I'm also... Yes, gearing up to go back on tour. I have a couple dates all around up until like July. And then towards the end of summer, August, September, I'm actually supposed to go back to Europe to nice. tour. So so last year over the summer, I did a really dope like Euro tour. I did um, mostly Spain and Italy. Um, <clears throat> so we're sending up that uh, that same tour pretty much again for this summer, but we're trying to add in more dates and you know, do some more stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, Euro tour again, end of summer. So. More importantly, <laughs> will you be coming to Miami with a harp? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there is no saying what I where I'm going with this harp, but all I know is like I definitely at some point, yes, if I can tour with this harp, Of course, yes. I'm gonna figure it out. It's gonna happen. Here's a name for the album: Music of the Harp. Oh gosh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, Abrina, again, thank you so much. You know, you you're you're as lovely, as sweet as you are talented. Um, you know, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you in person, and it's been a fantastic, great pleasure talking to you, you know, a little longer and actually recording it, which we wouldn't get a chance to do last time. Um, <laughs> are you are you sure you, you pushed the record button, right? You're good. God, you know, we'll find I'm out. looking at it. it it's recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> 
If not, we'll just schedule another interview. Uh, <laughs> but again, thank I'd be you. like, hmm, I think I see what's going on here. <laughs> it's just easier to just say like, like, can we just talk? Like, just chat. I miss, I miss chatting like, with you. Honey, if you just want to chat, just let me know. <laughs> That's awesome. But again, we wish you all the success in the world. And again, you know, your your new single, Tola Tuya, is out now and the video just dropped. So, you know, honestly, we can't wait to just keep hearing more and more from you. Thank you. Well, actually, the video is dropping May 23rd. So, oh, yeah, no, it's just because we're, <laughs> we're, we're doing a little bit of radio magic here, guys. No. Oh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That it happens all the time. It happens all the time. <laughs> but oh, thank you so much. We can't appreciate it enough. And um, yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna post your stuff on our Instagram and tell our people to like go check you out yeah. for those who haven't checked you out already. Because I mean, you really have something. Not only are you a great musician, but as you said, you you have something to offer, especially to the Latin community that I think that has not really been tapped, at least not that much before. And and it's it's great what you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to be on your show and for showing your support. It means the world. And, you know, hey, I'm down to do this again whenever you guys, whenever we can. Well, you, you just say the word and we'll, we'll make something happen. Okay, so thank you guys. <laughs> thank you so Better much. let me tell you. <laughs> love it. Bye. Bye, love. Bye. And we're back. Hello, everyone. Hola. Konnichiwa. Hola. Te, no, eh. Hoy, no, no. Oye, te lo digo yo. Que fubayo supermarket te trata mejor. Who remembers that? Well, you and myself and a couple other people from here in South Florida. Mm -hmm. Fubayo supermarket. Was, eh, eh, what? Oh, yeah. yeah. You've brushed up on your Cuban. See? I could be taught. Uh, you could be taught. You brushed taught. on your old school Cuban <laughs> stars. Yeah, well, you know, there's only so many still around. Hey, Matapigang is not that old. She's what in her sixties, maybe? Yeah, sixties, oh, okay, seventies. Okay. Okay. okay, okay, not that bad. There's a lot of food value left in her. <laughs> so, welcome. They should do a remake of Cagney and Lacey. No, they, oh my god, who did I say they should, they should do a remake with? Wait, aren't they Lacey? doing a wait? Aren't they doing a remake of Cagney and Lacey with Jessica Alba? And it's a it's a sequel of sorts with for Bad Boys, but essentially you, it's okay. Yeah. Do you know that one of these things that just as much as I don't really care for Perez Hilton, does that get me semequedo when he used to call Jessica, don't call me Latina Alba? <laughs> Remember yes. when, he, when he was mean that he would call her that? For some reason, that stuck with me. It's funny you bring him up because I was actually, Robbie Williams was doing a live Instagram thing. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, he called Perez Hilton and they were talking to each other. That's because they live in LA. I guess, but... Mm. It was just weird. Like, Robbie was just at home, like, on his bed with his floppy hair, mm -hmm. talking to Perez Hilton. And I'm like, I don't think I could have imagined that this was going to be happening on Instagram today mm -hmm. if I'd really even thought about you it. You know what was disappointing, but totally him, when I found out that his cribs was fake? Oh, the, the, Robbie the castle? Robbie crib, yeah. That was fake? Totally fake. He didn't live there. I think the owner Aww. of the castle was Jane Seymour. Oh, Dr. Quinn. Yeah. yeah. With her heart-shaped lockets. Yeah. Is Open your she, heart. Is that where she designed all of them? I don't know. So <laughs> let's get thirsty, people. Let's get thirsty. It's time for the last soda. Last soda of the desert. So do you want to go first? Um, No, you go first. All right. So my last soda is actually going to oh, oh, what? I want to tell you something. Oh, oh my God. I want to tell oh you my something. God, oh my I God. can't believe I forgot. This seems life-changing. And I'll make this quick. 
Last week, I was leaving Publix. Okay. And there were these like young, like probably in their early 20s, you know, trying to get signatures and awareness for some type of um, cause. You know, charity cause. Right. And I, you know, I like to be nice to them because I've been on that end, right? Right. So I like to be polite. And but you know, when you're leaving Publix, it's like I'm. I have just, things to do. Yeah, I have things to do. I have to go put away the My ice, cream. ice cream. Is melting. Right, yes. Right, right. And this girl comes and she's like, "Oh, do you have a second? We would like to talk to you about how you could, uh, with just a few dollars a month or whatever, you could help people sustain themselves." <gasps> it was Heifer. It was the Heifer Corporation. It was the Heifer Corporation. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, are you from the Heifer Corporation? And she's like, yes, you know about that? I'm like, I know about you. I'm like, in fact, we've highlighted you on our podcast at PeroLemmeTellYou.com on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. And I told her, I told her, in fact, we've mentioned you in several episodes. Hopefully she won't listen to how I've kind of laughed at the, whatever. But I was like, keep up the good work. So I met the Heifer Corporation. Met the Heifer Corporation. I met the Heifer you see, I'm sure she enjoys being called that. Yes. But she was so like, when I told her, oh, yeah, the Heifer Corporation. She was, like, <gasps> she was like, you know of us. And I'm like, yes. And we profiled you on our podcast, you know, some time ago. So, yes. You see? Yeah. Things mm-hmm. come full circle. Okay. So, my last soda. <laughs> my last soda is somebody who, I mean, I, I don't think I've given this last soda, but who the hell even knows at this point. I'm going to give it to, for no reason other than their tour kicks off today. I'm going to give it to Jerry Hallowell. The Spice World Tour starts today. The reason I'm giving it to her and not the rest of the girls yeah. is because she just posted a picture um, yesterday where she's apparently got some deal with L'Oreal and now she's back to being a redhead and she looks so beautiful in the pictures. Well, you know, she's gin- she's going to be ginger now on right. the tour. But it's like, but it's like, it's like red. Stop that push and shoving, yeah. Although if it's Jerry, we should sing a Jerry song. ¿Dónde está el hombre? Fuego en la sangre. <laughs> none of none of the American no. listeners are going to no, get any of no, they're not. They're not. Stuff. But it's okay. Check it out. What Chico is it? La- Bag me up. Dun, 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 I dun, love dun. that song in that video. You know that that song. Bag me up. Bag it up. Bag, bag it up. up. All that I can think of is when the that. Legs? No, when that video came out, I was in some club in like Italy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and the video was on the screen. And I'm like, let me stop what I'm doing to watch the video because God knows they're not going to watch that at home. They're not going to play that at home. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. That's like I was at, at an I was at some. Under, I remember it was like an underground club in like Florence or something. Is this when you went with Melissa and Daisy? Yes. Yeah. And. And I'm like, oh, it's Jerry Hallowell. <laughs> They're not going to play this at home. So, you know. Soak it in. Soak it in. Soak it in. Soak it in. So, yes, I'm going to give it to all the girls, but specifically Jerry, just because I just, I'm happy she's back to being a redhead. That's all. It's a simple, stupid so reason. So, are you giving it back to Jerry or are you giving it back to L'Oreal? I'm going to give it back to, G- I'm going to give it to Jerry for to ginger spice. To ginger, to ginger spice. spice. To ginger, to ginger spice. spice. Yes. Yes. I should totally be a total fucker and give mine to Victoria. <laughs> She'll always be a Spice Girl. <laughs> no, she'll always be posh. She'll always be posh. I am convinced that she's going to come out in some way on this tour. In the Wembley, at least. Yeah, because all the merch. It's got, well, because it's, I love that, that all the merch has all of them. Yeah, no, that's fine. But they've really gone out of their way to, like, include her in everything. So, I don't know. Maybe she'll do some type of, like, little video. Okay. Like, they'll do some video, you know, like when Britney was trapped in the elevator at Madonna's concert. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> anyway, so, so on to yours. my last soda mm-hmm. is going to Mayor Pete. Pete Buttigieg. 
I can never say his last name. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yes. Okay. I have to tell you that he was he, here recently. He, unless he totally fucks it up <laughs> from here in November, that guy, he doesn't cease to impress me. And I really, really hope he gets, well, not only the nomination, but I hope he wins the presidency. He's such a wonderful person. He, I, I mean, do you know his credentials? Okay, he went to Harvard. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He speaks seven languages, I know yes, that. Yes, he, he learned a language so he could read a specific book. Really? Yes. As I said, he's a Rhodes he's a Rhodes scholar. There can are people we, who speak English that can't be bothered to read to, English. Like, think about that, that he's a Rhodes scholar. And he's a veteran. He served his country, right? He is... Uh, there's a couple of things I disagree with him on. Like well, he, he's one of these people that he he's not for the electoral college, which I am. But overall, he's such a reasonable and well versed, intelligent person, which is the type of person that needs to be in the White House. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed about his candidacy, and I've really enjoyed about him, <laughs> is that. Obviously, he's never hidden the fact that he's gay and that he's married well, to yeah. a man, but that hasn't been the center of his of his um of his platform either, because mm -hmm. as he says, I'm here to serve all Americans, right. and I think that that's something that usually when we fall in minority groups, we forget we, that we, we have right. to serve everybody. We tend even, to bring it out, right, right? Even if we obviously have a personal um, stake, stake in, or right. a personal investment in whether it's LGBT causes or civil Hispanic rights causes or, or whatever. Right, yeah. But he said something this week that I thought was. Just so the way he posed it was just so wonderful. He said he was being interviewed, and they they said, "Look, um, the Franklin Graham, who's like um, very outspoken against LGBT, mm -hmm. uh, Mike Pence, obviously, which is you know very conversion therapy, very outspoken against you know LGBT in terms of equality and right. things like that. You know, they're they're going to have a problem with with you, especially since you're a man of faith. Mm -hmm. What would you say about that?" And this is what he said. I guess I would say that we all have a lot to repent for. I have a lot to repent for when it comes to my marriage. Moments when I've been, when I have not been as caring as I should be. Moments when I've been selfish. Moments when I've said harsh words that I wish I could take back. But one thing that I absolutely should not be repentant for in the context of my marriage is the fact that I love my husband. I was like, oh my gosh, like... He's so because that could have been a moment that he's like, well, you know, who are they? Uh, who, and are who are they? Are, and, right, you know, right, and I, right. you know, you got to re respect. You know, he could right. have totally taken that in a completely different direction. Right, right. Which, if he would have, he certainly Fine, entitled to. Right. Um, but he did it with such dignity and such grace, and that's something that I have to say that about him. Every time I see him, mm -hmm. I, he just. I like him more and more and more. He was on Jimmy Fallon last week, and he oh, slow really? jammed the news. I mean. That's for me. It's like okay, that's it. We're done. When is your campaign starting? I'm, I, I want to be part of your campaign. So he made Jimmy Fallon watchable. Oh, let's not start that one now. Not at the last soda. This is something you should have started at the beginning of the show. But anyway, I just I really like him. I think that he, you know, whether you agree with his politics or not, he's somebody who brings I think integrity and respect back to the potentially back to the office of the presidency well, to politics, to politics, and, and, and to politics. he up to now uh, that's why i said i hope he doesn't fuck it up because right. i hope you know trump is going to get nasty and i uh, i hope that if his stock continues to increase and more and more he's he's seen as a threat to mm -hmm. you know the trump ticket that i hope he doesn't go down the route that i'm going to get nasty if he gets right. nasty so i 
I I don't think he would. I don't think he would. I just think that he and I think he would make for right now a better vice presidential candidate. I don't know that. Listen, if why do if, you say that? Because if America wasn't going to vote for a woman, they're not going to vote for a fag. Okay, you, first of all, you didn't have to put it that way. But let's. I mean, but I'm but I'm but I'm putting it that and way. And Hillary for the, Clinton won the popular vote. For okay, all right, but but do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't. No, I don't know that. You know I what? Know, I understand I, what you're I have saying. Little. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but. We elected a black man twice, and we, and Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, and he right now for, for, again he's open about who he is, and right. for being pretty much nobody knew who he was. He wasn't an established oh, politician. I mean, he was a mayor, but the fact that he has, I mean, he he's up there with the candidates in terms of like who's leading in terms of polls. Mm -hmm. He's very much up in the top like three or four. And the fact that he's so well known now and people like him, I know. I mean, I, I could he win? It's going to be a long shot. But you know, then again, nobody thought Trump was going to win either. Yeah, stranger things have happened. And 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 you know what? The fact that he is unknown, that he is gay, you would think that those would be strikes that would really, really, you know, he would be in the trenches with other candidates that you you that have announced right, their right, candidacy, right. and you don't hear of them. And quite the opposite, you hear of him a lot. He's getting a lot of press and all positive press. So no, I think that. The same way that politics have gotten really dirty because of Trump, I think all bets are off. I think people now, people that maybe you thought were couldn't win, could. So uh, no, I, I I hope so. I'm just saying. I, I sadly, and also I, keep in I, mind that the were were there a lot? Are there a lot of people who did not want to vote for Hillary Clinton because she was a, a, a woman? Of course. Sexism but she's also but she's also Hillary Clinton, uh, and of she's a polarizing but, figure. Right, exactly. She's very yeah. polarizing. She had a lot of baggage. Independent of being, you a know, woman she or had a record. Right. So, you know, a lot of people did have a problem with her, absent of her sex, and she still won the popular vote. So, so, uh, we'll Mayor Pete, my coke is for you. Yes, bueno, yeah. caballero. That is another installment of Pero Let Me Tell You. I can't believe you use that word. That's just an ugly word. I anyway, use that word all the time. Well, whatever. It's still ugly. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed our episode. <laughs> and and please get back to us. We really want to get down to the whole thing of yeah, why we're we late. Yeah, we really want to see if we can figure this out, like by, by committee at least. Why are we late? Why? So everyone, thank you as always. And we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your jupinha. And thank you so much. That was episode 64. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Quiero ser tuya, toda tuya, bajo la luna. We are recording now. Is it is it on yet? Yes, sir. We're on. Welcome to the bonus content of Pero Let Me Tell You, episode number 65. 65? 65. 64. 64. 64. If this was a Janet Jackson album, you'd be listening to Whoops Now. Sorry, I can't go. Or she'd but be talking about you. Know, I'm something. also here. I'm back. My name is Tristan. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to rap. <laughs> Welcome back. Come on, Tristan. Bear, bear. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome to Pero Let Me. Okay. Oh, oh. Well, welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. Let's start Pero Let Me Tell You. Yeah. All right. And now that he's blown out your speakers. <laughs>
So Tristan was very excited to be on the show again. He was very excited to be on the show again. So we wanted to give him this little bonus part. So Absolutely. Tristan. Tristan, Now let's start this song a little, let me tell you. You don't have to get so close, Bobby. Yes. If you get close <laughs> to the microphone, you're going to blow out the speakers of our listeners. So speak <laughs> like right here. Your drums too. Okay. So Tristan. Right there. So what happened this week? This was a big week for you. What happened on Monday? Tell our listeners. It was my graduation. Your graduation from what? From Harvard, Yale? From my school. From what grade? Pre-K. And now where are you going next year? Kindergarten. Okay. And how was your graduation? Very nice for Very cool. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Cha-cha-cha. That was awesome, dude. He sang many songs. They were really? Very, very nice. It was yes. like a little musical review. There, there was a lot of good food and all that. Fifteen nifty United States from thirteen oh, original oh, colonies. Fifteen nifty starting the flag that belongs so beautifully in the brief. Okay. invisible. Okay. Okay. We, we don't have to get all fifty. Every all of our <laughs> listeners know the know the fifty states. They do. So we've quizzed so. them. Alabama. Alaska, oh Arizona, God. Arkansas, <laughs> California. No, 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 no. Okay, so listen. Listen. Wait. Tell our listeners, because here on Pero, let me tell you, we share everything. Mm-hmm. What happened yesterday? Uh-oh. What happened? What happened, Tristan? What happened in school? Do we have amnesia now? What happened? Did you get a prize? Nope, I behave so well. You never know, dear, how much I love you. We don't take my sunshine away. <laughs> I like that Liar! That, I like that that had a little, hill, like a little what, hillbilly. What happened in the morning yesterday? Don't tell anyone, and I'm not going to tell anyone either. We had a little problem with them. Don't you dare tell anyone. Okay. Um, so what else do you want to talk to? What, what else do you want to tell our listeners? Do you want to talk to our listeners about um, Mama's and Merlot stuff? <laughs> Her favorite subject. Um, oh, my, my, my. Oh, my, my, my. Okay. <laughs> he was listening. He was thinking. Is that poker face? No, no, he was going. With the boy with We are Canada with ten provinces and three territories with capitals and all. This is the most international we've ever gotten because we started with the 50 states and BTS and now Canada. So how many how many um how many counties are there in Texas? 254 in Texas. What is the capital of um Qatar? Doha. What is the capital of Canada? Ottawa. I you most Americans don't know what the capital of. I don't know. They would say like Toronto. Alabama. Montgomery. What is the capital of Bolivia? La Paz and Sucre. What is the capital of Argentina? Buenos Aires. What is the capital of Bhutan? Timfu. What is the capital of China? Beijing. What is the capital of Russia? Moscow. What is the capital of France? Wait a second. <laughs> Russia is also called Russian Federation. Okay, the Russian Federation. They're called two ways, Russia and Russian Federation. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, okay. Are there any other countries you want to talk to us about? Yeah. France, Paris. How about Spain? Madrid. 
Um, how about Germany? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. How how about um Belgium, Belgium. Belgium. Br- Brussels. How about Greenland? Nuke. Oh, how about Iceland? Bjork. Refrigerate. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Refrigerate. Who has a refrigerate? What? That's the capital of Iceland. <laughs> I think he's trying to say um the capital bit. Let me try it. Uh, 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 how about Reykjavik? 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 No, no, Reykjavik, listeners. <laughs> how about... I already know, Re- listeners, Reykjavik. How about Puerto Rico? San Juan. How about the Bahamas? NASA. NASA, okay, okay. More, more, more. How about Panama? Panama City. How about Mexico. Mexico City. How about Uruguay? Well, they just got lazy on those two. Montevideo. What? What's Uruguay again? Montevideo. Montevideo. Well, how about Honduras? Honduras. Ooh, shucks. No, I don't know. Nicaragua. Wait, what about Honduras? Is that Tegucigalpa? <laughs> nah. Uh, did what did you say? Honduras. Nicaragua. What is Nicaragua? M- Managua. Managua. How about um Italy? Rome. How about the People's Republic of Congo? No, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh, it's not the People's anymore? I don't know. How about Nigeria? Abuja. Uh huh. More, 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 more. How about South Africa? Pretoria. How about Egypt? Cairo. How about uh, Morocco? How about Australia? I know, Canberra. How about Buchos Buchos Gali? That's not a country. <laughs> How about <laughs> India? Question. India? New Delhi. Mm-hmm. How about Pakistan? Pakistan? Lama de bet. I mean. So thank you for thank more, you. More, more, no, no, that's no, it. That's we it. We we gotta go. We gotta go. Running out of battery. <laughs> Hey, the baby, listen, don't worry. I will be up. Don't stay up and wait for me. Do you have a printing color injury? I just colored them all. I need you to print me more when you finish. Okay, well, we'll print you more when we're done. But thank you, baby. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Tristan. Thank you for us. And that is the the bonus content of our episode. Thank you. Did better let me tell you just finished, listeners? Yes, it just finished. Say (laughs) Say bye to everyone. Bye. Bye. Wait. Are you guys still done? We're done. Now, for me, come on, Jake. No, I'm not. Oíste que. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 